So the report that there were mass graves of Native American children found in church, on church property in Canada, and that this was the fault of both Christians and white settlers. It was, it was, it was some uh, anti-white, anti-colonialism story. You remember this. We talked about this probably last year. This was six, eight, nine months ago. It turns out that this story that caused, by the way, Pope Francis to issue an apology to Canadians on behalf of the Catholic Church, it turns out that the story was a hoax. It was not true from the beginning. This is from the Daily Wire. A recent excavation project commissioned by a Native American leader at a Catholic church found no evidence of human remains, again casting doubt on allegations of Canada's so-called unmarked mass graves. Canada was rocked two years ago by reports of hundreds or even thousands of these alleged unmarked mass graves of Native American children at residential schools, which were funded by the Canadian government and run by Catholics and other Christians. So far, not a single body has been recovered. Reports from this summer indicated that there could be remains of 60 children on the premises, and then ground-penetrating radar found 14 anomalies in the basement of Our Lady of Seven Sorrows Church, which sits behind the former Pine Creek Residential School. Like the dozen other reports before this one, the media suggested these anomaly detections were likely the bodies of children who were apparently killed or neglected to the point of death and then secretly buried in these unmarked graves. Wanting answers, Chief Derek Nepenak of Pine Creek First Nation helped commission an excavation, which started on July 24th and lasted about four weeks. In August, the chief announced that the, ter- the team from the University of Brandon found no human remains. This is what the chief said. The archaeological team we hired from the University of Brandon, which is the same archaeological team relied on by regional police Agencies, when doing archaeological excavations, found no evidence, no conclusive evidence of human remains in their excavation of the ground under the church basement. The Daily Wire goes, but doubts were cast long before these findings. As noted by Daily Wire reported Ash Show, the, the narrative about these mass graves started to collapse as early as January 2022. For example, one of the first reports claiming to find these unmarked graves came out of Camp Loops, Canada, by an archaeologist named Dr. Sarah Ballou. Her estimate was at first 215 children, but was later downgraded to 200 probable burials. It later clarified that these anomalies just meant disruptions in the soil were found, not necessarily bodies. So the purpose of all of this, first of all, the purpose of this story surfacing back in 2022 or 2021 was to demonize Christians and to demonize Western culture because the residential schools that they're referring to were Christian schools run in tandem by the government of Canada and Christian missionaries or Catholic missionaries that taught the Native American children in Canada, taught them to read and write and speak English or French, taught them Western culture. Now, woke people nowadays say that this is some kind of cultural, moral, egregious or egregious immorality to try to uh, re-educate Native Americans in Western culture. It's no such thing. It was helping Native American children assimilate. Maybe there were abuses that happened. If so, we all condemn them. But the accusation here was meant to vilify an entire civilization. It was meant to vilify Canada, the Western civilization in Canada, and by association, America and the Western civilization of America. It's the same type of narrative as critical race theory that says, or the 1619 Project, that tells us that the United States was built on slavery and was and had and that our institutions are so tainted with white supremacy that we can't avoid that even now. And of course, their answer, critical race theorists' answer, is to tear down the institutions of the United States or Western civilization as reparation for those abuses. 
It turns out it was false. It was a huge lie. But here's the point that I want to make today. It doesn't matter that it was false. It's, it's, I'm glad it's false, of course, on a moral level. I'm glad it's false. I'm glad that we didn't find the bodies of hundreds of children who were neglected to the point of death or killed outright. Of course, I'm glad of that. We all should be. But it doesn't matter that it was false because it was an effective strategy for over two years. It allowed the left to portray Christians, especially Catholics, um, in Canada and around the world as being evil people, as being colonizers, as being imperialist. It forced, this, this false narrative that they invented forced white people to apologize just for being white, classical, classic critical race theory. Oh, some white person did something bad a long time ago. Well, I must have the guilt from that because my skin color is the same shade as someone who lived hundreds of years ago. It doesn't matter that it was false because it was effective in demonizing, demonizing Christians, demonizing Western civilization. It forced white people to apologize, which shows us that the left essentially controls us with critical race theory. It's emotional manipulation. We can get it out of our schools. We can try to get it out of our corporate boardrooms. But culturally right now, even conservatives and Republicans, even Christians are vulnerable to this. They shouldn't be. They should be steeled against it. But it doesn't matter that it was false because it, was, it effectively, repeatedly painted this picture of Christians and Catholics and Western civilization for two years. So even though ultimately in the end, I guess we won this narrative, we didn't really win it. We still lost because their narrative was effective. Meanwhile, this video has gone absolutely viral on TikTok and on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's a 29-year-old woman who is bragging about her childless life. She says she's 29, single and without children. And she talks about how wonderful this is because of what it enables her to do unencumbered by a family to care for. Take a look at this. It's 10.45 a.m. on a Saturday. I am 29 and single and I don't have kids yet. Here's what your Saturday morning looks like when you're single at 29 and you don't have a kid running around the house. I didn't rise from my bed until 10.15. Every time I thought I should probably get up and do something, I thought, why? Nobody's making me. I'm not missing out on anything. I went to Beyonce last night and I didn't get home until 1 a.m. and I danced and drank my little heart out and I didn't pay a babysitter to watch my kids as I did that. And I woke up a tad hungover this morning, which is probably why I I was in bed for so long and I was just scrolling on my phone and I saw a picture of shakshuka and I thought you know what sounds really good maybe I'm gonna learn how to make shakshuka today because I have no plans and I don't have kids and I don't have a husband and I don't have errands to run I can go to the grocery store and learn how to make shakshuka so that's on my agenda today also on my agenda probably a rewatch of some Real Housewives of New York I'm also doing a rewatch of Normal People on Hulu which is really spicy and I highly recommend weirdly I'm into this documentary on Netflix about blue zone countries so I've got a pretty stacked day anyway I say all this to say whenever I'm hard on myself about why I'm not married and I don't have kids and I should be further along at 29, almost 30. I wouldn't want to do anything else this Saturday. And I know that you can do all these things when you have kids and you're married and I understand, but the effortlessness and ease of my life, just kind of focusing on myself and the shakshuka I want to make or the Beyonce concert I want to go to really pays off when I'm hard on myself for not being where society tells me I should be in life. Okay, so she's obviously unintentionally making the case against herself, against herself being happy and fulfilled because she literally says, I didn't get out of bed this morning until 10.15. Why? Because she had no purpose. She had no, nothing to do, no responsibilities, no people waiting for her. 
And I'm, I'm not saying you can't have purpose in your life if you don't have a husband and you don't have children. Of course you can. There are, there are people all over the world who are unmarried, who don't have children, um, who are married and don't have children, who live good, purposeful, fulfilled lives. So I'm not sitting here saying you have to be married and you have to have children. But what she's describing is not a life of purpose. What she's describing is an empty life. She's talking about chasing celebrities until the middle of the night. She's talking about drinking. She's talking about being sick from being drunk the next morning. She's talking about watching trashy reality TV. She's talking about having no one. I mean, that, that's, that's not a life where you're contributing to society. That's not a life of purpose. So there's a reason that she feels empty. Now, there are some people, there, this, this video has created a huge firestorm online. And there are some people that say, listen, she's just trying to make the best out of her situation. Maybe she wants to be married. Maybe she wishes she has children and she's just looking, she's making lemonade out of lemons by saying all the things that she likes to do. And I don't buy that argument because if she was doing that, she would talk about the things that she enjoys doing and she would talk about the things that fulfill her, but she wouldn't do it by degrading parents. She wouldn't do that by belittling children or painting family life as being some, somehow a burden or holding you back from what you're wanting to do. And that's what she did in this video. She was talking about, oh, I did what I want without having to, without having to pay a babysitter. I was able to stay in bed because we didn't have these little munchkins running around bothering me. Everything that she said about her own existence was a degrading smear against uh, married people and married people with children specifically. So no, this is not just a woman trying to make lemonade out of lemons. This is a woman who is celebrating her childless existence because she, because she is simultaneously belittling the alternative, which would be having children and having a family. Um, it's also, and this sounds condescending to say, I've thought a lot about how I want to phrase this because I don't want to sound condescending. I know that there are a lot of women her age who want to be married, desperately want to be married, who desperately want to be mothers, and feminism has sold them short. Whether they as individuals have fallen for the feminist narratives, I don't know. I don't know what her career is. I don't know what her choices that she's made in her love life and her sex life are. But societally, our society is gripped by feminism right now, and it has left a lot of women behind. It's left a lot of women empty. It's left a lot of women without purpose because they are told that the way to fulfillment is through being sexually promiscuous, through being selfish, and through not having children just by the amount of money that they collect in their paycheck. And women like her are a perfect example of how empty that leaves you. So I want to be very cognizant that even if she, I have no idea what her politics are, although I could probably guess, but society has hurt these women. Our society, by, by grabbing onto feminist ideas, toxic feminist ideas, have actively hurt women who want something different than what they currently have. All of that being said, and I don't mean this to sound condescending, but someone like this woman actually can't understand the fulfillment that you feel when you have a family. Because the feeling of being a parent is something that you can't even imagine before you're a parent. It's a new feeling. It's some transformational change that happens inside of you once you actually are a parent. And you can long for that because we biologically and spiritually are wired to crave that. That's natural and normal. But you can't fully understand what you're missing when you don't have children because you don't have children. So one of the arguments that antinatalists or people that, that brag about being childless often make is that they don't regret it because they, they have chosen not to. And I reject the premise of that argument because you can't reject something that you don't actually know. And you can't know the fulfillment of having a child until you have a child. 
um, you can have purpose without having children. You can have purpose without being married. Many, many wonderful, amazing people are single and without children, are married without children. But this woman is not one of them. This woman has been led astray by feminism. This woman is not trying to make lemonade out of lemons because she's degrading children and family life. And that's why she's receiving the backlash that she's receiving online. She claims it's bullying. She claims people are being horrible. I hope they're not. I don't read a lot of that stuff, so I don't know. But the reason she is eliciting responses because of her video is because of what she said in her video and demonstrating that her life without children, she has not chosen a life of purpose. She has chosen one without purpose. All that being said, we have time for one more random thing from the internet. This, I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this. I know a lot of Gen Zers watch this show, so this is how we view you. We millennials and even boomers view you and your slang. This is a skit about Gen Zers breaking up using all the slang that Gen Zers use. Take a look. Sad, dude? Bro. Bro. Don't bro me, bro. Bae, I'm not broing you, bro. What were you last night? I was with fam. Fam or bae? Fam. Fam. You need to spill the tea. <laughs> I slid into your DMs last night. Damn, Gina. You know I'm woke now. You're not woke. You're asleep. Dead ass. Who's Rebecca? She's my work wife. You stand her? No. Do you stand her? I stand no one. I ship us. You don't ship us. Did she ship you? She tried, but I swerved. Show me the receipts. Why are you gagging? <laughs> Show me the receipts. Can I email? Text them. WhatsApp. Google Drive. Fine. I'm low-key done with us. You're being basic as f Was that shade? My bad. You're just too thirsty for me. I'm high-key not even thirsty. Yeah, you are. You're like a thirst trap. No, I'm not. I'm dry. I'm dry as f I'm like a desert. What does that even mean? So that's it. You're just gonna ghost. I am a ghost. I'm literally a ghost. I'm like Casper the Friendly Ghost, except I'm not. I'm Casper the Salty Ghost. But what about us? We were goat. <laughs> so I guess this is it. Keep it 100. <laughs> All right, here's my challenge to every millennial Gen X and Boomer, you got to tell me how many of those slang terms you knew and how many just go way over your head. I knew like, I think probably 75 or 80%, but I'm at an advantage here because my youngest sister is 20 years old and in college. So at least I'm exposed to it on some level. Yes. And those Gen Zers who are watching, that is what you sound like to us. So, all right. That's a hilarious one. Guys, thanks for watching today. Thanks for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.